Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the US. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. On today's podcast, we are talking about the frequency of posting. Make sure to grab our free business automation guide now and get access to other special bonuses. Head on over to aybpodcast.com. Hey, everybody. This is Andrew McCauley. Welcome to podcast number 77. Seven, seven. Big pair of sevens. We are rocking and rolling today. We're talking about consistency. How frequently should you be posting social media posts? How frequently should you be posting blog posts? We get this question all the time. So we thought, let's tackle it on a podcast. Let's talk about it and uh, give you some insights into what we're finding through our results too. So of course, the lovely Heather Porter is on the call with me. Hello, Heather Porter. Hello, Andrew McCauley. Hello, everybody. And welcome back to number 77. We love having you here. I know, I know. We've got a few shout-outs too I'm going to give at the end of this show mm. about some people that are loving our podcast. So um, we'll talk about those a little bit later. But uh, firstly, let's dig in. What's been going on with you? What's uh, What's been catching your attention in the world of online and offline this week? Offline and online, primarily online, because that's where I tend to exist is in front of my computer. <laughs> so, no, you know what? I came across something that's really, really cool that I love, and it is called Thunderclap. Thunderclap.it is the URL to go check it out. Um, and now I know, Andrew, you also, funny enough, stumbled upon it. So here's what it is. It's so amazing. It basically is a platform, as it describes itself, it says that it's a way to create an online flash mob about a product or service or campaign that you're trying to raise awareness for in your business. So how it works is essentially you come up with a campaign or something you want to promote, and um, you use the Thunder clap.it website to do this. And then you promote the campaign to everybody that you know. Now they can connect with it and help to spread it via Facebook, Twitter, or Tumblr. And how what happens is you set a goal. So let's say you want 100 people to share what you're doing. And then if you surpass that goal, everybody that's decided to support you, it automatically, the system automatically sends out a post or a tweet uh, to the account that you hooked in on. So whether it's Tumblr or Twitter or Facebook, all at the same time. So you would have a hundred plus people all at the same time posting about something that you're trying to raise awareness for. How amazing is that? I, I think it's fun. I heard it. I heard about it the other week and uh, I went and had a look and I thought, yeah, this is pretty cool. I'm going to use this. And then I sort of forgot about it. And uh, <laughs> I'm so glad that we had this conversation today because you reminded me about it. And you said, have I heard a thunderclap? And I'm like, no, nah, no. Nah. then you started telling me. I'm like, yes, of course I've heard about it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it's an awesome tool. And uh, we, we've actually we've actually even put our own little thunderclap together. We have. So how can people find out about a thunderclap? Because you know, next week we're going to – We've got a Make It Simple TV episode that we've got Mr. John Lee Jumas on our call, and we are very excited to have him. I mean, we're excited to have all our guests. But John Jumas is a um, podcaster, a fellow podcaster. He uh, hasn't been doing it very long, but he has an epic following. He has 600,000 listens or downloads a month 
which is just phenomenal. Anyway, he's going to be on the court. So we thought we'd let's do a thunderclap campaign for his show. And that's what we're going to do. So how can people help us get the message out for this uh, next week's show? Yeah. So come by autopilotyourbusiness.com forward slash thunderclap. And we will have the information there for that campaign. So it's a great way for you to actually not only support us, which we would love, but also to come and see how you set up your own thunderclap. So you can go in and see, you know, learn how you set it up via our own campaign. And what a tool. So if this actually works, this is this is unbelievable if you really think about it. Anything you want to raise awareness for in your business, you literally just set up a campaign and you have this incredible place where you send people to and then this system takes care of the rest. And I love that they say it's an online flash mob because that's essentially what it is. All in one go, thousands, potentially hundreds of thousands of people promoting what you have to share. It doesn't cost anything either, by the way. No, it's free. It's a we pretty, love awesome, that. pretty awesome tool. And so if you've got a book that you're launching, if you've got a product, you've got a TV show, a podcast, you've got anything that you want people to support, even if it's a friend's birthday and you want all these people to say happy birthday to somebody, you can create <laughs> your own campaign for it. So um, it's just open to the imagination. I think it's a brilliant idea. I love it. Yeah, I do too. Now, what about you? What's something that you've you know stumbled upon, I should say, online, offline in the last well, week? Well, I, I discovered something which I'm really not sure if I think it's a good idea or I'm still scratching my head about it. But um, this week, Google decided to add Street View. Now, now, we all know Google has the Street View and you can go and check out any house and any street pretty much in any part of, the, part of the Western world for sure. Well, they've decided to do a – they've decided to map the world's largest yacht – the world's largest cruise liner, which is a Royal Caribbean uh, Allure of the Sea, I think it's called. And uh, it has something like 20,000 close-up shots of Google's Street View. So if you head on over to Fort Lauderdale and you discover the, the, the docks there, you can happen to pond, visit this boat and do a little street view of the boat. Now, that I is think, crazy. I think it's crazy. I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure if I really – get the whole concept or not why they're doing it but i know that royal caribbean cruises teamed up with google to do it so i'm not sure if it's like a product placement or a a marketing ploy for for royal caribbean but i just think wow what are we now we're mapping vehicles as well i mean that's a i know i know it's a large vehicle but i sort of scratch my head about this sort of stuff i don't know what do you think about that yeah it's interesting i think what you just said about marketing or product placement is is really smart because obviously people are going to want to go and check it out because it's a boat and it's new and it's something that's not a normal street. So you're like, hmm, how, what's that going to look like? And then once you're on the board the deck, so to speak, of the ship, then you're thinking, wow, this is a pretty nice ship. Now, how do I find out more? So I think it's a smart little thing that they've done because it's just that whole curiosity factor that people are going to go and check it out. I haven't had to play with it yet, but I'm interested interested to see. I mean, when you're in a street view, you either go forward or backwards and turn left mm. or right. How do you go up and down stairs or an elevator? Or, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'll be interested <laughs> so, to see how that all works. Do you um, know, Andrew, whenever I move house in Australia, that's what I send to my parents. I, I go, go into the Google Street View and you can see where I live. That's great. That's a good idea. We, we do that um, when we're doing house real estate. We go up and down and check the house. Sometimes yeah. I, forgot, I forgot a friend's address. I went on Google Street View and I knew, I knew that was the third house from the corner. <laughs> Straight on Google Street View. Gave me, the, gave me the number at the front. It was awesome. I love it. <laughs> Anyway, nice. anyway, let's kick on to our uh, let's click on to our topic for this week, which is all about consistency. Yes, consistency and frequency. 
frequency and, and really how often should you post? And, you know, I, I like this question because just the other day I had um, Roger on my Facebook page come on and say, I'm so overwhelmed. I feel like I can't possibly compete. You know, you say to do consistent content, but I can't compete. Everyone's doing daily and if not n- numerous times every day, not only on social media, but on blog posts. What do I do? And here's the key. I mean, you don't necessarily have to do it every day or every hour, do you? No. Nope. Not, not at all. Definitely, you don't have to do it that often because that can border on annoying. But, um, so, so what do you, what's what's the uh, what's the general consensus we're finding out there as far as yeah. frequency goes? It's a great question. I mean, so first, let's talk consistency. I think that's the key thing: is that whatever you end up deciding you can do, make sure it's something that's attainable for you when you're going to be doing your updates. And what you don't want to do is get all excited about having a new website or a blog and or a new social media account and go, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be in there. I'm going to be posting like ten times a day. And then suddenly, after a few weeks, you run out of things to say, or you get, you know, you just get burnt out, and then you stop. So you're, you've with consistency, the whole idea there is that you start to build trust with your following and then they come to expect that you're going to be around at the same time every day or every week and then they look forward to engaging with you. So it's sort of training them to actually expect the content that you're going to release. So that's the key. The frequency side of things is really ultimately up to you. And we're going to share some interesting stories with what we've seen works really well with, uh, look, I've seen people do it hourly or daily. I've also seen people do it weekly and they get the same results probably in some cases even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And you know, it's going to depend a lot on your on your market too. You know, some people, some markets can can handle a lot of a lot of content in a day or a short period of time. Um, there's other markets that just go, whoa, you, you're talking too much. You're, you're giving us too much yeah. information. So it's going to be one of those things you want to start thinking about for sure. Absolutely. So why don't we kick off? I see two areas, essentially. We have your website and then you have your offsite stuff, like your social media. So let's start with your website. And what have we found works really well for posting on a website? How often, what sorts of things would you do? Um, In my case, from what I've seen, I generally, Andrew, when I'm doing speaking engagements, I'll generally say once a week is really great because I find that that is easily attainable and something you can train yourself to do and stick with it without being too overwhelmed. And there's lots of people that do that that sort of model. Yeah, I think that's a great model. I, I tested this for a while. Um, I did a I did a post every week and then measured my results. I looked at analytics. I looked at the uh, the measurement of people sharing and that sort of stuff on it as well. I went to two weeks for a while and once again, it was getting to the point of overwhelm twice a week, I should say. And, um, you know, there was no, there wasn't a bigger difference in the amount of traffic. It was, mm-hmm. it wasn't, it was more work for almost the same results. So I figured, well, do I, do I go do I go down that path? Then I went and tried to, to do it every couple of weeks and I noticed my uh, analytics dropping pretty dramatically. So I thought, well, I think the week, every week is a, is a sweet spot. And then what I also found in that period was that if I changed the days, so it was a random day every week. So it might've been mm-hmm. seven, it might've been eight days, one day, one week, it might've been six days, another. Um, it was also affecting the people. People like to know regularity. It's really yeah. strange, but we're creatures of habit. So I started saying, well, let me post every Friday at 10 a.m. or whatever it was. And I started seeing some better results for doing it 
consistently at the same time every week than it was if I was just doing it, well, maybe I'll do it Thursday night or I'll get to it Saturday morning sort of thing. So um, I found that being consistent at a consistent time of the day as well as a consistent day of the week was the best for me. Yeah, and I think it's the best for a lot of people. I mean, here's here's some, I guess, people that I've been looking at, paying attention to, and they're very, very successful online. And um, most of them are women, actually, but there's plenty of other gents out there as well. But, you know, for case in point, Marie Forleo, um, she has Marie TV. And what she does is once a week, it's I think it's Tuesday in the US that she releases her video. And she basically, that's her, her little video, five-minute TV show, which she uses as a blog post. Once a week, same day of the, of the I think it's even the same hour that she releases it. But people have come to expect that and she is consistent with that and then what's great about it is that's also her newsletter so she's sort of repurposing what she's doing where she has a blog post and an email that goes out that's ultimately the same thing um, even the same writing in both places so it saves her time how about Allie Brown we know about Allie Brown she started out as the um, was she the magazine online uh, e-zine queen or something was was her sort of tagline yeah so same thing right once a week um, we have others we have um, a, a woman called Chris Carr who does weekly we have another woman Natalie Lucier who does weekly um, the list goes on and on and on, but the commonality between them is that a lot of them use video and they they utilize video because it's also a great way to tap into the YouTube following, but then they supplement the video with the show notes and then that just becomes their newsletter as well. And they have huge followings, lots of engagement, and um, they've done a really good job just with the once a week model. Now, that's all good because they've, they've got lots of followers and that sort of stuff and people could say, well, you know, they've got big followers and, you know, of course it's going to be working well. But we know from our own clients and so we're doing, you know, media brand building packages for our own clients who are following these exact models. And for instance, we've got one of our clients who, um, who does a regular podcast and, and a TV show and we know that she's been getting feedback about people saying, hey, how can you be so consistent? You're always getting your stuff out exactly the same time every week, all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you do that? You know, and that's, and that, I mean, we're part of her little secret of <laughs> the, the machine behind the curtains, if you like, to get that out on a regular basis because of our systems. But um, she's finding that the the uh, consistency is very valuable for her customers too, right? Yeah, and just looking at her statistics, you can see a strong compounding happening behind the scenes of what, you know, really within a short amount of less than six months has she started this whole model of once a week and going from, you know, a handful of people, like literally a handful of people listening to hundreds and hundreds of people in one day from all over the world now connecting with her because of what she's doing. And again, she's using that weekly model, exactly what we talked about before. Mm, and we uh, we look at our own podcast, you know, mm. this is what you're listening to right now. We were not consistent when we started off the podcast. We were, you know, we were looking at maybe a week here or a couple of weeks in between and then, okay, it's time for another podcast. And, and it wasn't until we said, let's get consistent. Let's be really, really anal about it, if you like, and be consistent. Every, every Thursday we record it, every Friday we want to publish it. And there's barely one or two weeks that have gone past in the last probably 18 months that we haven't done that. Mm-hmm. And 
it's been, well, no, maybe it's maybe it's just over fourteen months or so. But we've done it every single week, and we haven't missed a week. And it's showed, you know, the results we've got, the, the the amount of downloads we're getting on our podcast, the amount of people that are listening to it, the different number of countries that grows every week. It is it is certainly a very strong case for consistency, and so much so that we have now launched two other weekly things. And we're not saying we expect you to do this as well, but we're just saying it because it works. So we've also kicked off the Week in Review, which is another video that that mostly it's been Andrew putting these ones out um, that just, you know, cover what's happened in our space and online and digital uh, in a quick sort of 90 second, two minute video that goes out once a week. We also have um, Make It Simple TV, which we talked about right at the start with, um, we have John Dumas coming on the next one, but that's a once a week show that we do at the same exact time every single week. And again, we're doing this because we can stick with it. It's something that is not too overwhelming that you think, oh gosh, I have to do something every day. And we built into it and up to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So it, it's, as I said, it certainly showed on the, on the statistics, on the traffic, um, yeah. all of that stuff that we've talked about in other podcasts, measuring, we've been measuring it. We wouldn't know about this if we weren't measuring it. So yeah. That's just a side note. Exactly. Now, so that's blogging. So again, yes, you can do daily. You know, the the daily sites that exist, they all share something in common as well. They have a team of people. They have curators that actually do the writing because it's really difficult to do multiple updates in one day and multiple articles for the standard business owner. It's, it's kind of far reached. So if you're sitting there thinking, you know, there's so many sites doing these daily posts or these lots of post in one day, look at the site, look at the machine behind the site. It's probably a bigger brand. It's probably a magazine style company, you know? So really the the business owners that we just talked about are doing very, very well using the weekly model. And, and if you can just stick with that, we've already seen it work for us and we know it will work for you. Absolutely. What about social yeah, media? Social media. <laughs> wow. if, if I had a dollar every time this question was asked, I'd be, I'd have $10. No, yeah. I'd be pretty rich. Um, you know, that is a frequent question. How many times should I post on Twitter? How many times should I do it on Facebook? What sort of frequency should I do it on LinkedIn? Um, and it's one of those golden questions. You're right. How many times is it? Is how many times is it too annoying? And how many times is it just enough? Mm-hmm. And once again, I'm going to say, go back to your, what is your target market handle? Measure it. Do some, do some, post some uh, updates, status updates, or tweets, or LinkedIn, whatever it is that you want to do, and then measure the effectiveness of it. Mm-hmm. And then once you start to find the effectiveness of it, then you can stick to that formula. Uh, and once again, you may find that different times of the day are going to be more beneficial for you. So have a look at that. But on ge- in general, I mean, I like to say that you know people ask me about Twitter all the time. They say, well, how often should I post on Twitter? Um, is it five times a day? Is it 10 times a day? Well, here's my thing about Twitter is that you don't have to keep coming up with new content all the time. It's not, it's not, it's not going to be wrong if you wanted to post the same thing two or three times over the period of a day or two days. Because you may think about this, if you're driving to work uh, at 7am and you're listening to the news on the radio, you hear a, a report about something that happens on the news. And then at eight o'clock, you listen to the same news station. Do they come up with new content? They don't. They just run the same stories over again. 
And then at 9 o'clock, it's the same story again and again. So they're posting the same information, but you don't turn off the radio. You don't ring them up and say, oh, you guys are crap because you're not coming up with new content. <laughs> you just know that it's – well, that's that's how it is. Um, same with Twitter. There's people going to be looking at Twitter stream at that time when you post it. And then when you post it an hour or three hours later, they're not going to be looking at your Twitter stream Unfortunately, as much as you'd like that to be the case, they're probably not going to be keeping looking at, at your Twitter stream. So you'll find that you, you're you're reaching new audiences. So if you've got a great tweet that you think has got a really good catchy headline, you want to use it again, then use it again. Do it do it as a as a uh, regular occurrence over that day. Don't do it too many times, but do it maybe once or twice. Um, but then I would say look at doing around about six to 10 tweets a day if you can keep up with that. But make sure they're not all selling tweets. Don't sell your stuff. Don't say, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. Make sure you're giving value-added information that your followers would be interested in looking at rather than talking about yourself all the time. Yeah, you know, that's what I found with Twitter as well is the people that kind of have a little a little bit more tweets going on every day that are varied, like you say, and some repeat, and that's totally cool. I found that those are the people that get their followings built up faster because I don't, it's just the nature of Twitter. Twitter's kind of like a news site. It's just really fast and really to the point and timely, and people kind of jump on and off all day long. Um, I, I would agree with you with that. And then with Facebook, I, you know, one of the, the people that we listen to, her name is Sandy Krakowski, and she has a following now, I think 600,000 likes or something. She's one of the Forbes social influencers. She says to post every hour during your waking time. And and I get that in theory. I absolutely get it. And I've tried it. And I know you've tried it too, Andrew. And it, um, the, the idea being that same with Facebook, people are jumping on and off. So if you post once a day, it's hard to reach people that are coming on, you know, five hours from now, they're going to miss your, your update in their time stream. But here's the key. I was doing that for a while. And then I started getting burnt out. I just felt like personally for me, I was not able to do that with theory. It sounds good. And I like to work towards that. Then I dropped back to about two to three posts a day on Facebook. And I have to say, I've been getting more engagement for whatever reason. Maybe it's because I put more heart into the post. Maybe I'm not overwhelmed as much. Maybe I don't know what it is, but I just know that for me, that's my sweet spot. And it's working really, really well, two to three times a day. So Andrew, what you said about knowing your industry, it, it really does really does matter your industries they're all different they all expect different things yeah definitely and, and you're right about that um about that thing with i mean it's the same with twitter you know 12 12 posts a day people are sitting there going wow that's too much too much if it's too much it's too much don't worry about it. it's not yeah. a hard and fast rule it's like okay then do enough that's comfortable for you if you're happy to do if you're happy to do three a day do three a day. Uh, maybe use some things like um, buffer where you can set it up so that you can fill your buffer. And, and I don't want to go into buffer too much. Buffer is an app that lets you um, put as many tweets, fill a box basically with as many tweets as you like. And it just distributes them as many as you want over that day. So you might set your buffer up to have six tweets a day. You can put 50 tweets into your buffer bucket basically. And it just filters out and says sends out six. As soon as those six are used, it takes them out of the bucket and it gets another six for the next day. Mm-hmm. So so I use Buffer a lot for that sort of thing. So I think, and that's a great tool. And I also think, you know what, guys, think holistically around it. Engagement is just as important as the post. So you want to be putting posts out that you are also confident and comfortable um, 
talking to people about. Hopefully you're going to get responses as you start to be consistent. And then you're also going to want to uh, engage and respond back. And just the engagement alone will help grow what you're doing online if you just think of it from those terms. So really, I mean, it's best to start small and and scale up rather than get excited, think, yeah, I'm going to do 12 a day. And then suddenly you just can't do it. You get burnt out to the point where you don't even want to go onto the platform anymore. So flip it around, start small first, and then grow up from there as you grow your business, as you grow your team around you, you know, do it like that. Yeah, I think that's that's great. Yeah, just don't don't try and don't try and do what the people out there who are doing it really well are doing straight off the bat because that may not work for you. Yeah, get to know your audience first, build it up slowly, and then you'll be fine. And don't compare yourself. Don't compare yourself to other people, especially on social media. When you when you're frustrated and you're sitting there and you think, oh gosh, she has twenty likes and five comments, and here I go again with nothing. Just I guess at that point, I think comparing is the the worst thing online because you start to sort of doubt yourself and then you start to copy other people. And the second you start to copy other people is when you go away from your own voice and your own story and the thing that people actually like about you. So when in doubt and when starting to build your following and, and really using social media, stay away from the comparison. Just work with your own voice, your own story and what works for you. Absolutely. Love it, love it. Uh, anything else there that we can talk about as far as consistency goes? Yeah, I guess just just stick with it. You know, what blog post, if you're asking right now, thinking, what should I do? What should I do? Just tell me what to do. <laughs> I'd say once a week, start doing your blog post once a week. And then I also say social media, pick two platforms. What are they? What and they should make sense for not only what you like to do, but what your market, where they hang out. So if you're in beauty, you know, Instagram, Facebook, or Pinterest would be what you'd want to consider. So you want to pick two of those, and then you just want to think, okay, what can I do comfortably for myself? Is it one a day? Okay, now I'm going to make that commitment. Or is it two day or three day? But it's definitely should be daily on social media, and then try the weekly model on your blog. Yeah, I think that's a good summary. Daily on social. Uh, it doesn't have to be long either. It can be as short as 15 minutes. You know, just, just get in there, interact, add some value. Don't get caught down the rabbit trap of looking at some stupid cat video. <laughs> make, make sure you're just doing what you're doing. Leave the cat videos for after dinner or, you know, the weekend. But yeah. um, uh, don't don't get caught doing that. Just go and say, well, what's my aim? I want to get in, in and out of social media. I need to do it for my business and do what you've got to do and then get out. Absolutely. Well said. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Well, I think that was it. There was one other thing I was going to mention about consistency, and I cannot for the life of me think of what it was. <laughs> that's how consistent it is. Um, so that's it. That's all That's all I've got. Now, I, we had a couple of shout-outs as well, didn't we? We do. We do. Now, um, on, on uh, Facebook, we have a couple of people that were mentioning our podcast. Kerry Norley was uh, – posting about us on her Facebook page. Thank you, Kerry. I love listening to Andrew and Heather on their AYB podcast. They give such an incredible information. They give such incredible information. And I love how excited you guys get about all the little <laughs> discoveries that you make. That's great. Thanks, uh, that's Kerry. It. That's it. It's those amazing discoveries and small tweaks that add dollars to the bottom line of businesses. 
So thank you, Kerry. Christy Smith also jumped in. She said, yes, I've been, I've been addicted. Hello, Christy. Thank you for your addiction. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so that's great. Love, love hearing that sort of stuff. So uh, if you are listening to us anywhere, if you're listening to us on iTunes or Pot- Potomatic, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, any of those platforms, give us some love. Give us, a, give us a yell out. We'd love to hear from you. Awesome. H, how do they find out more about us? Where can they go and get some more information? And don't forget to remind them about our thunderclap. Ah, yes. First of all, let's start with thunderclap because we're so excited about this new find. So autopilotyourbusiness.com forward slash thunderclap. And you can find out all about our ongoing thunderclaps that we're doing and get involved. Uh, We'd love to have you come on over to autopilotyourbusiness.com forward slash podcast. And that's where we will have our show notes for this episode. And we have loads of other amazing episodes and links and resources all over that site. So it'd be great to have you pop on by. Let us know what you think as well. Drop on over to iTunes, leave us a review, comment, say hello. Let us know you're out there. We love going to our, we have this little tool we use where we go and um, research all your guys' comments and we can see from all over the world, people leaving us comments. We really, really value that. So please do that as well. Wow, that sounded like you read a script just then. That was amazing. <laughs> no, not script. <laughs> I think I've been doing this for a while, Andrew. <laughs> 77 times. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. Look forward to seeing you next time on the Autopilot Your Business podcast. Bye, you guys. Thank you. See you later. All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelts securely fastened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking. On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com, or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we fly again, happy travels.